Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of Barty Fitness, Durham, Sunderland and the Barbell Club, where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. So before we start, we are now taking our January, Monday the 9th intake on our 90 day total transformation. And that's across both units in our Gilesgate Durham and Southwick Sunderland. The links in the description below where you can drop between 20 to 40 pounds, get rapidly fit, really increase your fitness and feel good getting coached by us, the team here at RT Fitness. So click the link below, answer a few questions, book a call in with Sarah and we'll get that 50 pound deposit secured so that you can kickstart your 2023 with RT Fitness. On today's episode, we're doing another Meet the Coaches. It's my beautiful wife, Sarah, um, obviously been with us for, for, for a very, very long time. Um, she is the heart, soul, the gaffer of RT Fitness. And this is her intro, even though she's been on the podcast before and done her own podcast, which is Drop the Label podcast, which you can check out over on our YouTube channel and on Spotify as well. So enjoy this one. Um. I'm Sarah, I'm 35. Yeah, I'm 35, aren't yes. I? Yes. Yeah, you are. 35, um, coach, more so nutritionist, I suppose now. Um, mom, two, three year old. Stepmom, two, 13, and 10 year old. All boys. All boys. Um, mom to Ross. <laughs> <laughs> 38. I'm your mom. Fuck off, are you? <laughs> Well, I'm, I always make sure you air pants and socks are clean. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I and iron have, your clothes. <laughs> I always have to wipe your piss off the floor. Yes. And pick your snots off the shower wall. Yeah. The jakes. All ears. Little shit. Um, yeah, that's me. Anything else you want to know? <laughs> well, that was brief. That was short and sweet. Oh, then. Something more, more about you. More about me? Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy training, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, I like listening to music. Um, it's, you know, it is, it's like the first time. Do you remember when uh, we did it years ago with Abby? Oh. You kid. I, I am Sarah. I have a horse. I have no kids. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, actually. It was like, I'm Sarah. I don't have kids. I've got a cat. <laughs> I think I'm doing better on camera now than what I used to. Um, it was terrible, wasn't it? It was absolutely abysmal. Me and Dan sat on that couch. <laughs> what do we say? Um, I like listening to music. I probably don't do it enough. I like singing. Mm-hmm. Probably don't do that enough, neither. Um, I like playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a proper geek, to be fair. Um, I just like doing things that make us happy. I've got to get super close to him, like. Yeah. Is that better? Was I off the camera before? I think I back here. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I like just doing things that make us happy. Right, which are? I've just said listening to music and singing and spending time with you and playing Fortnite. I don't think I actually said spending time with you before. <laughs> no, you <I> didn't. <laughs> Sorry for me. Holidays? Holidays. Um, I love travelling, yeah. I would travel a hell of a lot more if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I actually enjoy reading bedtime stories to cast it, to be fair. Right. That makes us happy. 
because I know how much he likes it and gets into it as well. How about you really get into it? Well, I've got to, that's I know, a whole point. No, no, but you're a good, uh, you're a good book, book storyteller. So then, uh, why did you want to be a coach? Because I was miserable. That's top and bottom of it. I had a very corporate job. Um, I, used to, I still refer to it as a proper job. <laughs> I had a proper job before. Um, but this is a proper job? No, I know. I know, but I don't... Everyone always says it, don't they? What did you do when you had a proper job? Mm -hmm. It's like, fucking hell, like, we still work uh, 24 hours a day. I know, but I think when you find a job that's your passion as well, and you enjoy doing it, it doesn't feel as much like a proper job, because a, prop a proper job, you're supposed to make loads of money and be miserable as fuck. Generally, most people in the rat race are miserable. They do it for the paycheck at the end of the month. Paycheck, how American Paycheck, are. yeah. The rat race as the well. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm, I read too many books, American books. Um, but no, I was very corporate background. Um, the whole, you should look the part, you should wear suits, get suited and booted, people take you more seriously. Um, I just didn't like it. It just got to that point where the money I was making, as nice as it was, and the nice things that I had, just wasn't... Ultimately, I just wasn't happy doing that. Um, it was soulless. I wasn't helping anyone. I wasn't... I wasn't... This is going to sound really egotistical. I wasn't fulfilling my own potential. That's not egotistical. That's... That, that's wanting to do something for yourself. It's... Mm. Like, Which you have to be. I like, but but even for like fulfilling my own potential, like I feel like I'm better, like better suited to people. Which I never thought I was, you know. I never yeah. thought I was a people person. I used to always say, I fucking hate people. <laughs> 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 I much prefer animals, like me. Oh cat. God. <laughs> but yeah, as I've got older and time's gone on, I def I, I am. I'm, more of a people person than I ever thought I was. And being in a corporate industry, yeah, it was just, just soulless. So I was miserable. I took some time off because the business I was working in wasn't doing very well. You wanted some help. <laughs> so I came to help and never left. Because yeah. can you remember, I cried when I had to go back. I had a month off. I had a month, I had a month planned where I uh, wasn't going in. Yeah. And it was, I'm sure it was the weekend that I was due to go back on the Monday and I cried. I was like, I don't want to go back. And did you not? You said, well, don't. Yeah, I can't remember. How can you not remember that conversation? Because <sighs> I'm old. I literally cried. I cried, I don't want to go back. And then you said, well, don't, because I don't know, like, where you basically you just said you couldn't do it without us anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I meant. <laughs> but yeah, I was mega upset about having to go back to corporate world. Right. If I didn't. And that's how I ended up being a coach. And that's how I ended up being a coach. Okay. Good answer. So, what do you see as most unique or special about being a coach? See, I did listen to I did listen to Josh's answer on this one. Did you? <laughs> and he is right. It is it's a, it is the relationships that you build with people. I don't think you get that many other places. Um, I don't think you as afforded as much opportunity to build the relationships that you do with coaching. 
Because I think, in a sense, like Josh says, you don't do it anywhere else. I think you can. Like, if you owned a restaurant or if you were, like, a waitress or something, like, you'd have your regular clients that you would build a relationship with. But you, you've got to be that way inclined to do that. It's being a coach, though, especially when we coach them four times a week. Or... Yeah, I mean, obviously not, not, not as in-depth of a relationship, but you, you can still build relationships with people doing those kind of jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's got to be really ingrained in your nature, I think, at that point. But... Yeah, coaching. It is, it's a, you, you did ask the question, unique mm -hmm. about coaching. Yeah. You can be your own boss in a sense as well. Like having your own work-life work balance. Um, trying to think of other unique elements. But it is the people element, really, is the big one. Right. But yeah, the why? The, why is it unique? Like why the people? Because you don't get that opportunity elsewhere. And right. it, do you know what it is? The more people you know, and the more relationships you have, and I'm not talking about like, like highs, hellos. I'm talking like where you know so much about them. You know, like the habits. You know what the little weaknesses are on a weekend, like with the dieting or like what they love to do with the training, you know, what pets they've got, you know. I mean, I get pictures that the kids have drawn sent to us. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Instead of their uh, photos. Instead of the photos, <laughs> Instead yeah. of their, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the progress photos. It gives you... <laughs> uh, uh, not... Relationships like that are quite like nurturing for, for you as a person, as a coach. Yeah. Like, I get to know so many different things about so many different people and hear so many different opinions on things that my mind just, like, is like... Poof. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're talking to a lot of people across the week, though. Yeah. But, like, it's... I think it's probably taught me a hell of a lot, like, from an education perspective and knowledge. Like, I said to you on holiday, there's no greater wealth than the wealth of knowledge. I feel like I'm getting old so fast. Coming out with fucking stains like that. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, there's no greater wealth and knowledge. And I think from having all of these in-depth relationships, like we might not even know it at the time, we might not think about it, but we know some really fucking interesting people with some really interesting jobs and you just hear so many like mad stories of their work life and what they've experienced that like, I don't know, I just think it's, it's good for the soul. Mm. It is because we get to meet all walks of life, really, don't mm -hmm. we? It's like not just your standard do, 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 905 HRC type things. Mm -hmm. if, if that's the standard, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the standard is anymore, but no, it's like so many different people with different areas of expertise as well. Mm. So it's nice. Like some of them just blow my mind. It's like, I don't know how you do that, but mint. <laughs> What's an example? You don't have to name names, but... <sighs> an example of a client who'd blown me mind? Mm -hmm. Giles blows me mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met such an intellectual person in my life. Medieval historian. It's just like mind blown like any conversation with him if he starts on a topic that he knows about and he starts mm -hmm. off on one it's just like <clears throat> because he's so into it 
Mm -hmm. And when you are into something, you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, even, like, obviously my nine o'clock crew, like, we've got so many different little conversations going, like, with bridal boutique owner. Um, so she's got stories, and then little Ellie. <coughs> I'm, sure she just, I'm sure she only mentioned it the other day, she was like, physics and maths. And it's like, you've got to be next level fucking off the charts clever to do that at university. Right. Mad. Mad. But lords, lords. <laughs> next one, then. What advice would you give to someone just starting out in the fitness industry? Uh, me, me fucking gut reactions don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's really two, two different things. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Because I, th I feel like so many, I'm going to say kids, because they are kids really now, leaving school, they see so much on Instagram that they think, I can do that and I can make a shit ton of money doing it because every fucker's a millionaire who's a PT or a coach. Okay. Have you noticed that? Well, no, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. But that's how it's sold. Make six figures a year. Do this, do this, do this. Like, and if that's the only reason why you're going into coaching, fucking don't, because you'll fall flat, you'll make no money, you'll end up working for someone who you're not particularly happy working for. You'll not be happy with the working hours that you're doing. You've got to be passionate to be a coach. You have to do it for the right reasons because if you do it purely for the money, you're not going to win. That's one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> have I elaborated enough on that one for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 have I? <laughs> I would have chucked in a why at the end. <laughs> um, another one? And the other one is be true to yourself. Like, everyone's got different coaching styles and everyone's... Everyone thinks they know the best way to coach. And like there are, there are obviously some ways of coaching better than others, but you don't have to fit in a box personality wise. Does that one make sense? You don't have to fit in a box personality wise. Like if you're a f <coughs> from a female perspective, 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 if you want to be a coach mm -hmm. and you're 16 year old and you're thinking that's, where, that's the route you're going to go down and all you see on Instagram is everyone's arse is hanging out who's a coach, you don't have to be that person to sell coaching. If right. you want to be a coach but you're not that type of person, don't go down that route because the more inauthentic you are, the more it comes across. And the more people feel like you're inauthentic, the less they'll want to work with you. And it's the same with the lads, like, be you, be yourself, coach, tell people the reasons why you're coaching, why you want to do it, why you're passionate about it, show them you. Don't try and mimic someone else just because you've seen how successful someone else is. Because you'll never get it exactly the same and you'll come across badly. Good bit of advice. I thought so. Yeah, I like this. Mrs. T, what is the strangest or funniest thing you've seen happen <laughs> within your years of coaching? Um, I can't think of like, would I say there was anything specific? I don't think there's anything specific. I mean, obviously, fartings are always hilarious. And <laughs> clients always fart on you at some point in the journey, yeah. like whether it's deadlifting or chin-ups or... 
Leg raise, Leg me, raise. Uh, coaching your mother, but yeah. Uh, maybe she doesn't listen to these, and yeah. She'll never listen to these, and that's what's funny about it. Don't put it in the snippets, because that's probably the only thing she will watch. Um, yeah, farting's always hilarious. Who farted on me before with the chin-ups? Sam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she just pissed herself laughing, didn't she? It's always very, very funny. Um, Probably, like, I mean, to be fair, it's not even lifting related, it's not gym related, it's generally like when we're just being daft or like jumping out on people. When you jumped out on Andy that time from behind the bathroom, Donny shit yourself, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the time that I had a towel whip fight with Andy, that wasn't even a fight. He hung the towel over the door when I was washing my hands, and it, obviously it was the stinky sweat towel that we used to wipe down the benches at one point and it was minging, and it fell on my head, so I caught it and chased him, jumped across a bench and whipped him, but you know when you catch it just right, everybody <laughs> in the gym stopped because it was that loud a whip. It was a beaut, absolute beaut. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, um, I had an uh, intro question, uh, an added question there with that one. Oh yeah, yeah, what is the worst slash funniest excuses you've heard then for what for either not turning in or whatever <laughs> no that's a beaut yep clean sheets so if you didn't hear that one um, someone put clean sheets on the bed on Sunday night they liked it that much that they didn't want to get up <laughs> <laughs> that's a beauty actually isn't it <laughs> I'm trying to think excuses why someone hasn't turned up for a session the funniest ones mm -hmm. oh I don't know no no out of all the excuses you've ever heard. I know, but I never say them as funny. Because they could be serious. Well, I mean, George is a beauty, isn't she? Because she's just like, couldn't be asked. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I've, I don't think I've had any like that. Like, normally Paul it's like. What are Paul Stanley's? It's raining. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know, but I don't find it funny. <laughs> That's the thing, you're asking me funny excuses for not Funny getting... slash strange or still. Oh, strange. Or just funny... Um... I mean, Paul's, I'm going for a sunbed, is disgusting. Yeah. I'm going for a sunbed instead of coming to train my legs. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Nah. Nah. Your phone's closed. Um... What significant changes have you seen in your profession over the last, you've been doing this how long now? Eight years? Yeah. Eight years. What changes have I seen in the profession? Mm, I think, there's quite a few. Um, I think it's gone, do I think it's gone full circle? No, I don't think it's quite gone full circle yet. Like, the amount of people who now offer online coaching is, like, mind-blowing. Mm. 
um, the amount of coaches who stopped physical coaching and opted for online coaching because of COVID is quite astronomical, really. Because, I mean, obviously, we did the online stuff, but I didn't like it. Like, yeah, no. I liked it from a point of view that we were able to serve everyone um, throughout lockdown and keep everyone right. But from a point of view... Hi, Tommy. <laughs> um, but as a day-to-day, -day, like, would I have got rid of the units and just gone down that route? Absolutely not. Like, doesn't do it for us. I, I, I feel like that's a bit soulless because of the reasons why I coach and what I enjoy the most about coaching people. Um, which is probably actually why it's killing us at the minute, the fact that the majority of my coaching is online because I'm the nutrition person. There's a fucking light bulb moment. Hmm. Hmm. I'll think about that but one. But you're not actually coaching people from a session point of view no, on that way? No, no, no. Um, and at the end of the day, the nutrition itself, if you were to do it in-house, like in-person with everybody, what, on a weekly basis, get everybody... Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a Weight Watchers style, that's yeah. how it would end up being. I suppose the, the nutrition element, it, it's never just nutrition. I'm never no. just the nutrition coach. Like, I think counselling maybe is a bit far sometimes. Sometimes you could maybe think of it that way. You're a good shoulder. Uh, yeah, I'm a good shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I suppose nutrition, it's not really, it's not soulless in the sense of coaching physically. All right, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> like the in-person sessions, um, you know, getting people to do that, yeah. I might, I might have a think about that one in depth later, to be fair. But no, um, what was the original question? Totally <laughs> what off. significant changes have you seen in your profession oh, yeah, in the last yeah. eight years? Um, everyone's a mindset coach now. I've noticed that. I feel like there's, there's, this, there's this massive array of you've got your six weeks pay, your six week course PTs. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So you've got your six week course PTs, you've got your people in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and you, what's that even off? What is that one off? It's off um, the night before. It's the night before, yeah, yeah. can't wait to watch that. <laughs> Christmas film recommendation, the night before. If anyone hasn't watched it, watch it. Um, <laughs> oh man, you've made us lost in the train of thought. You've got your people in the middle. <laughs> I'm not going to make that hand gesture again. Um, and then you've got the people who are coaches, but they're going quite heavily into the mindset stuff. Right. A lot of people are doing more mindset-focused stuff now, even though the physical coach, like even though the coaches, yeah, um, they're kind of getting people in off the back of the mindset stuff. I think. Do you think they should stick to one thing at a time, or do you think it's a good thing that they're doing an all-in-one? I think it's a good thing. To be fair, um, I, I do sometimes. I, wonder about the logic when people get people into the gyms like, off the back of the mindset stuff because obviously there is a lot there's the physical work's the main thing isn't it really mm -hmm. um, but no I think I, I think that's the difference between coaches and PTs and I think that's the, the I suppose the biggest change in the industry there's people who are literally just PTs and there's people who are coaches there's PTs who will give you a meal plan and say follow that to the fucking letter or I'm not working with you mm -hmm. looking at Luke and there's people who... <laughs> <laughs> and there's... Chicken. 
<laughs> and then there's people who coach like, I want to teach you better ways to look at your nutrition so that you're not constantly relying on me to give you a meal plan because at some point in your life, you want some freedom. Like coaching someone, listening to the struggles, understanding why they're doing certain things, understanding why they make certain food choices if they've got emotional eating backgrounds and stuff, and working through all that is such a vast, vast thing. But it does sometimes make us like, I suppose that this is a frustration from a coaching perspective. When people say, I'm not paying that, I can pay 10 pound an hour for this. And they literally get an hour long session, don't get any nutrition guidance, they don't get any help if they're struggling with anything, they don't get any weekly check-ins, like in terms of like how they're feeling, they don't get taught anything. And then it comes down to like, I can't even think of the word that I'm trying to like vocalize here. That whole, what do you value? What do you want from it? And I think PT, like some, obviously this isn't, some PTs want to just do the coaching sessions. That's absolutely fine. But people who are looking for a coach or a PT need to understand the difference. I mean, I said 10 pound an hour there. Our barbell works out at less than 10 pound an hour and they get fucking all of it. <laughs> mm. Like, it's mental the value that they're getting within that. Um, so, yeah. Good. What do you see as the coming trends within the fitness industry? Everyone's a teetotal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a teetotal. Everyone. I actually shared that. Did you get that thing when I shared you on TikTok? With the alcohol alien thing? Oh, for fuck's sake. You're supposed to open every message from me. Alcohol alien. It was like an alcohol alien. A, a, a human explaining to an alien what, like, alcohol is. Like, and the alien's like, um, so you poison your body every week and every night. He said, yeah, yeah. And, like, how much, and, like, you keep going until you have a kebab and then you spew it all up and then you feel shit for a few days after. You didn't the, send that to me. It's a mad little skit. But in any way, yeah, everyone teetotal. The fitness industry. Oh, yeah. Everyone's total. <laughs> That's what you think the industry's going to be? <sighs> no, no. I think that was maybe just an off-the-cuff. That's what a lot of coaches are saying at the minute. Which they are. Coaches? Within the fitness realm? Or are these mindset people? I suppose it's mindset. It's people who do a bit of both, I suppose. Um, where do I see the fitness industry going? I'm hoping that it's going full circle, but I'm... Full circle back to what? Back to where people value, value the health and value being physically able to do things for longer. I'd love to think that people will value coaching moving forward and that more people will invest in coaches and getting coached and going through all of that side of things um, rather than people just paying the 20 pound a month for the membership they never use for a membership that they never use or if they do use it they just go in and they piss about for a bit and do a few classes like corporate I mean, I suppose this is very personal, 
from my point of view, I would fucking love it if more people would support more small independent gyms. Yeah. Generally, because... God, there's two pure gyms just opened in Durham. Like I literally know. within the well, one now and then the concert ones in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always there's always the people who will go to those gyms because they're cheaper or the 24 hours and they're more flexible. And then there's people who want want that bit more. They want the community. Mm-hmm. They want they want more from it. Yeah. Um, well, they need help. And the small independent gyms, I feel, offer that. And too many people will look at it on a price point comparison go, I'd rather pay £20 a month and do it like that. Yeah. But then they're still in the same situation as they are now, 10 years later, because they haven't stuck it out. They haven't had the help with the nutrition. They haven't had the, the interactions that... I mean, there's loads of small independent gyms, even just local to us. Yeah. There's, loads, there's loads in Sunderland. And I just wish more people would go to those because you get so much more from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that that's where the industry's going. But at the same time, I can see how many £10, £20 gyms are popping up left, right and centre. Hmm. So... But we get plenty of people from those people places. Who, I know. Who, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, the, I think people go to them, realise, like, especially for the ones who actually need help, and then they do actually reach out for help. Mm-hmm. But initially, price point-wise, they'll always go, I'm not paying that when I can pay this. Yeah. If, if people judge on price alone, they'll always go to one of them. Yeah. But they never know what they're going to get until they go to the, like, the places like us, mm-hmm. like other places as well, like us. Mm-hmm. I do think, to be fair as well, from, from what I say, like from the people who we've encountered and met throughout what we do, I think a lot more people are wanting to offer more than just a session, which is nice to say, actually. Like, it's nice to hear some of the young'uns when they're coming in asking if we've got any, like, vacancies and stuff like that. Like, they want to learn everything because they want to change people's lives. And I don't think you get that as much from a sort of corp- corporate commercial gym person. Right, last one then. Ready? Uh, What's yeah. your goals? <laughs> <laughs> Bench 90. Two. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I would love to be Paige on the bench, but I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> I won't. It won't. I'll end up killing myself trying. Um, she must be on that proud aim, mustn't she? She's just stronger than me. She's stronger than me. That's it. Yeah. My ego has left the building. Um... <laughs> Mama Sarah's ego's gone. Mama, Mama Sarah's ego's gone, yeah. I, I drop me weights now, like my ego has fully gone. I'll drop me weights so that I fail it more because I'm doing it right. Whereas pre-baby, I used to fucking look at what everyone else was lifting. Well, I'm not like. <laughs> I'll do it with shit form and lift more. But I wasn't getting as much out of it. Like some of the pains I get from doing light weights is obscene, like obscene. But then I shock myself when I do actually go up and wait and I can do it properly. It's like, whoa, actually starting from the bottom. If I'd listened to my own coaching stuff, <laughs> I'd be <laughs> mint by now. But my ego took over. <laughs> um, but no, uh, goals. 
I am actually going to up my calories. Fuck you and your weight restriction, Ross Thompson, who said I could only get to 10.7 before I had to stop bulking. I'm going to 2.2 two calories. Okay. I'm going to hammer it. And if I put weight on, I put weight on. Okay. Because if I'm going to do this cut in January, which, by the way, I'm going to do a couple of weeks after everyone else has started. I'm not doing it at exactly the same time. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will you be joining in the Saturday sessions with them? It depends on whether or not you look after our child. I'll look after him. I'm not it fucking means running. Cardio. If Joe runs, I'm not running. Oh, yeah. I'm not running. You're not doing what the client... Are you not nah. going to support the clients? I am supporting the clients. What, I fucking tell I... every... <laughs> no, 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 no. I tell every client not to run because it's bad for you. Running does what to me? I've got bad feet and bad knees. What do you think? No, I mean, well, we're us? not just running stuff in here. I'll do stuff in here. I'm just not fucking running. Hurt your finger. Oh, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm saying I'm not running. I'm supporting the clients. I'm just not running. Okay. Because it so would bulking, Okay, okay. Back to your goals. You're getting really, oh, you're getting aggressive. Because you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going to bulk until New Year. January. Couple of weeks into January, and then I'm going to go on my cut. Sorted. And then join in the shred with the gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what my goal is there. To be fair, this is this is the thing. I'm doing it. Leaner than last time. I would like to think I could get leaner than last time. I think I've got more muscle mass now than what I had last time. So I'd love to think that I looked better this time round. Otherwise, I'd be furious. Okay. Like I would actually be like. Genuinely but you can't it. be furious at the work you've put in. I you think can never see, be furious no, that, no, about that's it all because whatever you've done or everything what you've done throughout yeah. the year, it's all down to you. No, I know, I know, but that's why I'd be furious because if I don't look any better this time round, it'd be like, well, what the fuck you been doing for the last year? I feel like I've done everything right. I've been getting coached. My nutrition hasn't been bad, so I've, uh, um, I know protein's always a bone of contention for me. I do need to make more of an effort on my protein, but everything else I feel like I've done good. Oh, my steps. But I'm bulking, so my steps are more important come January, aren't they? Cool, we'll end it there. Cheers, bud. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>